You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here, founder and CEO of EXP Realty and uh, host of the Expansion Podcast, where we talk about personal professional development here at EXP Realty. And today I'm excited to talk with uh, Tori Carrick and Jeff Anderson, their mega icon team leaders out of Long Beach, California. Um, Tori, Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Glad to be here. Uh, th- thanks for being here. So, you know, um, you guys have been um, in the business, I think, uh, you know, Jeff, maybe 20 years, Tori, 12 years, been at uh, a few different uh, few different brokerages. I think you both had uh, uh, leadership positions in um, uh, the, the uh, well, just say it, over at Keller Williams, I think maybe both OPs and maybe team leaders. So, uh, and uh, obviously building, uh, uh, building a, I think a, a pretty good sized team, uh, it, it seems like. So maybe, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and, and life uh, before, well, I guess life before and after real estate, joining, entering real yeah. estate. I'll start uh, since I've got longer time in real estate uh, and a few more years ahead of him. Um, I was a public safety dispatcher for the Long Beach Fire Department for 15 years um, and literally was a burnout case uh, in that career and uh, through purchasing our first home uh, was exposed to the real estate transaction and, and the real estate business and, and uh, was lucky enough to, to, uh, to break in uh, to working with our realtors as their unlicensed assistants. So that was my, like, getting into the business uh, 20 some odd years ago. And the, the funny part about that is uh, it was our move from Southern California back to the Midwest, Indianapolis for uh, the company that I was working with, a large pharmaceutical-based company. And in that transition, when Jeff started working with Kate and Kurt Flock, a fantastic husband-wife team, uh, we said to each other, this is really cool. I think we should do real estate at some point. When I retire, we'll go into real estate together. Well, fast forward, uh, we had moved back to Southern California. Jeff had transitioned his uh, real estate practice here. And uh, we, we had chosen to take uh, a future assignment with the same company. And shortly thereafter, they had uh, announced a downsizing because of the Great Recession. And we looked at the severance package and said, well, maybe we should expedite that whole retirement plan and try it now. So that was 2010. And I left the pharmaceutical industry to join him as a buyer's agent when he was very busy selling REO, REOs. And uh, here we are 13 years later working together. Well, mostly. Awesome. Now, how long have you guys worked together um, in the business, uh, the, the full 12 years? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, since day one, we've been work- – well, since I joined in 2010, we've been working together. But but Jeff began uh, the journey in 2003, correct? That's right. Okay. Yeah, so one one year after I started, I, I, got, I, I got my license in uh, 2002. So I'm uh, – it's crazy. T- 21 years ago, 20 years ago, it uh, seems like a – Seems like a life uh, lifetime ago, doesn't it? It sure does. My boy was thinking things were a little bit different then. Yeah, yeah. It's a. We were probably. You're probably still using the book. Did you remember the? Did you guys use the? Were you guys using you know the what? book still? I did not use the book. Um, MLS, you know, was pretty pretty new at that point. Um, you know, followed by Zillow pretty quickly thereafter when I got in the business. Okay, so you were you're fortunate. We had a year or two of the book, and then uh, we had those. Uh, 
those totem maps or, or those maps that we had to use that had the, the quadrants of where a property was? Did you guys have that? Didn't have just, that. No, see, thank goodness. Oh, wow. You were, you were, you were like a very modern, really, I, I was like, <laughs> like the, yeah, it was very okay. Tell me, down. tell me you used a physical key to open up the lockbox. No, we did use an electronic no. key. Yeah, sorry. Glenn. You, okay, Southern California obviously had Washington State beat on all of that because I had to suffer through all that for, for a few years. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I digressed, but uh, fun fun to kind of compare there. So, um, you know, what, what ultimately, like, how long have you guys been with uh, EXP now? So we just had our uh, second anniversary, uh, May 1st. Okay, awesome. And then, um, and then, um, I'm, I'm assuming you icon two two years in a row. We did, yes. Okay, awesome. Well, and what's your team look like? I, I think you've got a good sized team. Yeah, right now we're running. I think 26 or 27 agents uh, and a support staff of five, and uh, we're in the middle of upsizing our team by recruiting uh, pretty heavily right now. Yeah, we, okay. we really believe that the path forward for our team in this current market is uh, growth. And uh, so, like, like Jeff said, we're, we're really focused on on growing the size of our team. Okay, excellent. Now, um, you've got, um, uh, it looks like, uh, just in production-wise, it looks like you're on a path actually outproduce 2022 production. Is that where you guys are seeing as well? That is correct, yeah. We're, we're going to outproduce that. And that's the goal. Okay. We we need to up our production. Awesome. So, um, you know what uh, what ultimately you know uh, stood out relative to EXP. Uh, obviously, um, you've uh, looked at a number of different models over the years, and and, and here's where you're building your your business uh, presently. What uh, what ultimately attracted you over here? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I've always been a geek of the business um, and bounced around through through brokerages where we always thought we would have the leverage and support we needed to to build a big business. Um, our former brokerage, we were doing the expansion model with. So we had uh, at one point almost 60 agents. We were in 18 different offices, which were all franchise offices. And in California, that means you had to have 18 brokers, 18 logos, 18 sets of SOPs. And at the end of the day, when we finally were, were kind of tired of, of, of the drama and uh, the complexity of that, we really took a deep dive in EXP and realized, wow, we'd have one broker for the whole state of California. We could be anywhere we want to be in the state of California and beyond. Um, and we quickly noticed that that was a, you know, obviously a much more streamlined platform for us to build our team and business on. Um, well, and, and on top of that, there was bona fide cost savings for our team members. So not only did it simplify our business, but it helped save our team members a significant amount of money. So for us, it, it was a, a real simple no-brainer. So the decision was um, ha reduced complexity and a streamlined platform for our, our team to be under one brokerage, one broker, uh, the Department of Real Estate, that was a that was a huge huge deal for us, right. um, and, and then the and cost you savings to our team members. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, it, it, and I think I heard you say something bucks. to. Oh, that's huge. That's the that's the cost savings to to run the team. Correct for our team members. Really, for us, oh, it for really didn't members. matter so much. But for our team our agents, some of them are paying 
a full cap in market centers um, up to $35,000 each. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, no, I, I, and did I hear that you were in 18 different market centers? 18 different market centers all throughout Southern California. Oh, wow. So and, you can imagine and, um, the complexity that comes with that. Well, you know, I ran six. So before there was even a term for expansion, I would actually ran six teams simultaneously inside of KW. Uh, and uh, um, so I was doing expansion before there was ever a term for it. So this was 2004 through 2007. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so I was, you know, Bellingham, Washington, Seattle, Portland, Las Vegas, Long Beach, California. We actually had a team in Long Beach, ironically, back in the day. Uh, I think oh, our wow. website address was. Uh, we were Phoenix, Arizona, um, Las Vegas, and Nashville, Tennessee. So I think that's actually more than six, but um, I mentioned Long Beach only. But normally, I don't mention that one because uh, it was a fairly small team, but it was uh, we were in all those markets, plus another couple little ones as well, Bandon, Oregon, which it was only because an agent moved from Portland to Bandon, Oregon. We decided to set up a team there, but we uh, we were kind of a glutton for punishment, and uh, we were into a lot of brain damages. Obviously, you guys were as well. So we were too, and I think that's the reason when you look at the EXP model and you you just see how simplified everything gets and how cost effective the model is. It becomes really a no brainer uh, on making the move. Because you can take that energy that you had to invest in navigating all of those offices and actually pour that energy back into your business. Uh, it, it, it just really leapfrogged the whole organization. Awesome. Now, how would, you know, this is a really um, and, uh, curious conversation piece. So you're, um, you've got uh, agents throughout um, Orange County, L.A. County as well. I mean, Southern California had, is that the Riverside, San Bernardino, uh, Ventura County. We're pretty spread out. This okay. this was uh, prior. Right now, we're we're much more centralized uh, to the Long Beach market. So, of course, we've got agents that that support areas surrounding Long Beach, but we're very Long Beach centric at this moment. Okay, is your goal to to re? expand and sort of revisit the whole sort of we'll call it the expansion model i think we are i think the way we did it prior um it was messy and expensive and i think our culture got a little out of whack during our uh, massive uh, and very quick growth and the one thing i think we learned from that experience was was truly keeping the culture of our team um, which is a very we're very tight-knit family oriented um and so keeping that under control. So when we do expand again, having the right who in that location that can keep and maintain our company culture um, is critically important versus just hiring some agent who can go into production right. and sell houses, but maybe doesn't really fit the mold of our culture. Well, and I think a really big learning from that experience also was that Jeff and I, to use a KW term, were, were seventh level. So we were both leading market centers and were not in our business daily. And as a result, our culture suffered because we really need to be the leaders to keep the culture. And so what we've learned from that experience is now we're, we're solely focused on our business. We don't have competing interests and we can ensure that we keep the culture as we expand. Oh, awesome. No, it's a, it's a great overview. So I'll give you my a little bit of my take. Um, I, I had two teams that did really well. 
uh, in when I was running um, multiple teams, um, and they were Bellingham, Washington, and Phoenix, Arizona. And it came down to the to to the sole fact that those are the two places I personally spent the most time in. Um, I had mm. team leaders in in Nashville, Seattle, which was only two hours away or an hour and a half away, but an hour and a half is a, is actually a pain to to go to, you know, to do on a regular basis and stay engaged. Um, and so one of the things that I talked about this whole idea of uh, uh, distributing uh, leadership and being able to sort of work with everyone from anywhere on, on it's well work with anyone on anything from anywhere at any time. And so that was kind of my four A's. And I think that, you know, if you were approaching uh, expansion um, in a way that's actually scalable, uh, you also have to sort of fundamentally ask yourself, how do we stay connected as an organization, as a team, uh, even if we're distrib uh, geographically distributed? And, um, and, and that becomes almost the, 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 the thing you have to solve uh, in order to actually make expansion work. Um, it's actually the reason why we set up EXP the way that we did. We have no physical offices for the company. And the, there was a couple of reasons why we did that. We did it one, I couldn't afford offices in 2009, so there is always that. But the second part was that if we had offices sort of as a, at, we'll call it corporate, and all the other staff and or agents were out remote to that, then everybody, there would always be a disconnect between corporate and the field. And so one of the things that we'd said, hey, we need to be entirely virtual as a leadership team in order to support the entire distributed um, organization at large. And that was the only way to be scalable. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm sure this kind of resonates in terms of just your you know, decision-making matrix uh, in sort of what you experience. But for us, that was you know paramount and we learned that because of just running you know distributed teams um in the past and and sort of seeing sort of those things kind of go back and forth well and that was such an aha when you shared it because that's certainly been our experience we, we feel the the cohesion and the culture across the organization at exp but i didn't connect those dots until you just uh shared that piece it's because of the virtual platform and the ability to connect to to leadership and support from wherever you are, uh, that, that it really ensures that the culture is consistent and there is no divide. I, I hadn't pieced that together. And that's been our learning in this journey as well. And so uh, it's neat to see that we're really aligned there. Awesome. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, you don't know what you don't know until you go through it. And then after that, you know, there are opportunities potentially to reinvent the playbook um, and I think about the idea that, you know, downturn for us, 2008, 2009 was a blessing because it actually gave us an opportunity to reevaluate the playbook um, and, and say, okay, what, based on everything we've learned to date, how can we, you know, how can we adopt something that, that could scale? So, and I think that's something any team, especially, you know, if you guys end up wanting to go back to the expansion route, I think it's the, you know, the type of decision-making matrix that you want to sort of put your team through to ultimately figure out, you know, everything from, you know, what's your unique selling proposition? How do you create, you know, a franchisable service model, no matter where agents are serving clients, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to kind of go through all of those sorts of questions and answers to kind of build your, your, your unique um, way of, 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 of expansion. Because I don't think there's one right way. There's one right way for you. There's one right way for me, et cetera. True.
Very true. And I think what's been really neat that we've discovered through our journey at EXP and also through the pandemic is uh, virtual technology and connection that we didn't leverage before. So the ability to, to really bridge gaps through tech uh, is very different now than it was for us prior to the pandemic. And, and we experience that every day in EXP. So should we choose to expand beyond our, our close ge geographical locations, we now have tools that, that we've experienced through EXP and the pandemic that we hadn't experienced otherwise. Awesome. So now what you guys obviously got a good team. What, what is your, uh, what's your primary lead gen strategy? You know, it's, uh, we do a lot of online lead generation, um, whether it's working with uh, listing distributors, um, we do pay-per-click, uh, Facebook ads, um, Zillow. Zillow. Um, we do geographic farming and then also working our sphere of influence uh, is a big one as well. And I'd say compared okay. to most teams of our scale, it seems like internet lead gen is something that, that uh, we do at a really high level. You know, one thing that I see that's consistent among all large teams is a, a fairly large amount of inbound lead gen. Um, and, and, and whether it be, you know, whether it be uh, Zillow or PPC or social or what have you, there's a, um, um, I think the, the idea is in order to scale a large team, um, you need to be able to aggregate a similar style of inbound leads and the, you know, the best way still today, and I was an online lead gen guy, uh, but the best way even today is still online, you know, filling that funnel with new, new leads. Um, who's your, uh, who do you use from a, from a list, like a third party lead source? Uh, third party lead source. We've got uh, referral exchange. We have HomeLight, um, Top Agent Network, um, and those will also bring us a good amount of leads. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, and then, um, what are you managing CRM wise? How are you managing your 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 all of your your database? We switched over to Follow Up Boss last year, and we're really loving that system. Great platform, uh, great in integrations. Um, excellent reporting. Excellent reporting. Okay, excellent. No, well, I've I've heard great things about Follow Up Boss, um, and uh, um, and I, I I haven't used it myself, but I'm have to I'm gonna have to dig in because it comes up so often as uh, the CRM choice of choice for a lot of top teams. Uh, last question before we break. Uh, you know, if there was one piece of advice you could give to EXP agents, what would it be? Mine is I, I always uh, tell agents you know get a coach or a very very good mentor. Um, when our last brokerage, you know, we we had some pretty lofty goals about team building, and we, we hired a coach uh, who had done just that, built a large uh, large team, and uh, she took us from a four person team, um, we at least quadrupled it, and our business quadrupled. Um, we had several coaches after that that just continued to help us push, uh, expanded our our consciousness and and team building. Um, our mindset uh, it saved us a lot of money and a lot of time yeah and i would uh, add awesome. to that you know my 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 favorite part about the exp model is the alignment with the upline and the commitment to supporting the downline in their production growth uh, you, you don't see that alignment across the other organizations that we've been a part of so i think it's really critical that you understand who's in your upline and that you leverage their 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 wisdom 
they have a financial incentive to help you create success. So lean into that. I think people so often operate in, in a vacuum and forget about the power of the people that, that help support, bring them into the company. So uh, that's the reason that we joined and we lean on them often and it's helped us propel our growth. And I think everybody should remember to do that. Awesome. Well, well good stuff. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you. Tori, thank you. I uh, really appreciate uh, you guys being on on here today. Uh, I know we could have went longer uh, and uh, apologize for my uh, internet uh, connections a bit here, but uh, if people want to um, follow you, uh, what's the best place? Is it, uh, is it your website? Is it your social? Great question. Our website, andersonreg.com, is a great place to connect with us. Okay, awesome. Good stuff. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, until next time, um, this was the Expansion Podcast. And today, uh, you know, Tori Carrick and Jeff Anderson. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ben. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.